0: Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study here at Celebration Church. I'm glad to be back with all y'all after taking quite a bit of time off <laughs> the first few months of this year, but uh, glad to be back. have been very, very busy. Actually, I got back from Africa on Tuesday, took one day off on a plane to New Jersey on Thursday, <laughs> spoke there, came back late Saturday night, preached. Palm Sunday, Monday, got on another plane, went to San Antonio. I just got back. (laughs) Yeah. People asking what I've been taking to keep up going. No, I'm fine. No drugs. Just me. So anyway, glad that you're here tonight. Um, Tonight here at Celebration Church, obviously we are now at the end of Lent traditionally some people debate the exact date, but uh, traditionally, uh, the Lenten fast ends on Palm Sunday, because from <laughs> Ash Wednesday—I could <laughs> not think of the name of it—how to start out? Ash Wednesday to Palm Sunday is forty days; it's the fortieth day, so it's basically a forty-day fast. So um, now we are into what is called Holy Week, as uh, as we prepare for Easter coming. We got uh, Good Friday this Friday's service, and then uh, Easter on Sunday. So kind of a big event on the Christian calendar. And uh, what we do on the Wednesday night before Easter, we like to have a baptismal service, baptizing people um, that uh, over the last year or whatever have uh, committed their lives to Christ and experienced the changing power of the gospel, which is what all of this is about. And we're going to be celebrating as they are baptized tonight and making their public Profession of faith in Jesus Christ. So we're very excited about that. Um, I want to read to you from a Psalm, the 40. I just got a little short message, and then we're going to get on with the baptizing. Do we have our, our other people over at the other campuses getting baptized as well? Oh, cool! Woo! Very, very cool. Exciting. Psalm 40, verse one. A Psalm of David. He writes, "I waited patiently for the Lord." He turned to me and heard my cry. And then these great verses here, he says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. I don't know if you've ever been in a lot of mud <laughs> slimy pit or whatever. I got a little story, one of my mud stories. Sadly I have more than one. But uh this is some time ago. Joe, you remember when I sank Jack Thompson's truck? <laughs> All right, let me tell you this story. So uh uh we uh like I guess I it was, we were in Tennessee, but I just came back from Texas. Last night, a big line of thunderstorms came roaring across the whole south. And, uh, boy, in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, it was loud. It was actually it was very cool. You know, just you know. And then not too long after that, the phone started going off. You know, flash flood warning, flash flood warning. Now, in Wisconsin, we'll get those. But what it means is that someplace in town, you'll come to a corner where it's a little deep. You know what I'm saying? But not down there. When they get a flash flood, it's intense. And those things can wash you away. I mean, it's a big deal. So uh, anyway, back uh, in the early years with, with Joe, <laughs> we were on the road. Uh, we were in a Nash- outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and we we're staying state of the Skies farm. And, uh, you know, in the hills of Tennessee, they have these big rolling hills. It's gorgeous. But you get these hills, in the in between, they call them the hollers. You know, it's just like, hey, we live in the holler. You know, they're not hollering; that's just what they call the thing. So, it's the valley basically between these things where people live. And uh, so we're out at this place, and we're basically camping out there. And uh, the uh, only access to the property was going over a dry creek bed. Actually, there were two that we had to cross to get over. And what would happen most of the time is just dry you know it's, it's no big deal but then on occasion if there was enough rain they would fill up with water and that's where you get the southern phrase I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase where someone says you coming over and they'll say well the Lord willing the creek don't rise you know that's the southern phrase because if the creek rises enough you ain't going anywhere so now we'd experience it. we're at times where it would fill up boy everybody's over here <laughs> I'll preach like this <laughs> uh, At times it would fill up and, uh, you know, you had to be kind of careful getting across or you get a big pickup truck or something like Jack had his big truck and you just kind of plow your way through water everywhere and and that kind of thing. Well, this particular day, uh, it had been raining all day, but but not heavy, you know, but it doesn't have to rain right where you're at for this to happen. (laughs) If a whole bunch of rain falls upstream, you're going to get a lot of water rushing through. So anyway, I'm going into town. I can't remember what was possessing me feel I had to get into town. but So I grabbed Jack's truck, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's got the big cool roll bars on top of the lights, you know, and everything. And so, so driving down the road, and I mean, it's pitch black. black, 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 you can't see anything, real heavy cloud cover, no stars, no nothing, no point of reference, no lights anywhere. And uh, I came up to the first Crick bed, and the lights would just go and just disappear into the. There was no reflection. You couldn't tell how deep anything was. So I thought, well, let's give it a shot. So, so I back up and I, rain, splash, came out on the other side. Bur, 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 bur. Ooh, that was cool. You know. So I come to the next one, you know, a little bit further down the road. And again, I, I pulled up to, you know, nothing. You couldn't see. There was no reflection. It was just. A black hole, just dark, dark, dark water, everything. So, so, well, let's try this one. So I I back up and I haul butt, hit the water, got about halfway across and bleh. It stalled. And I thought, oh man, what a drag. And I look down and I see water rushing in the doors. And I'm going, how deep is this? And I looked up and I could see the lights of the truck hitting the the bank on the other side, and the bank was moving. I thought, banks don't move. (laughs) I'm moving. It had gotten so deep, and I went flying across this thing like a rock on a lake, you know, spinning. I got halfway across, and now I am floating downstream. This thing had picked up this truck. And I'm like... Oh, no! So I tried to open the door. Thank God I could open it because if I would have opened the door, the water would have rushed in, pinned me, and, you know, bye-bye, Marky. But at this point in my life, I'm like 118 pounds dripping wet. Little skinny thing. And then I, I, so I rolled down the window and I crawled out of the window and jumped up on top of the cab. And I'm pacing back and forth and it's a very short pace. (laughs) What am I going to do? What are you going to do? Ow! Ah! And, and I'm thinking, jump in the water and, and swim for one of the sides. But I thought, this thing is carrying a pickup truck like a twig. And I said, that is going to kill me. So I'm just standing there in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> i the pickup truck. Now there's this bend in the, uh, in the creek. And then it goes down and then this, you know, this big waterfall thing. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm headed for this thing. But I picked up enough speed that when I got to the bend, the truck kept going straight. It didn't didn't turn with it. And it got up close enough that it bumped into a tree, which I jumped on and hugged the tree. So now I start sliding down. (laughs) And it finally touched ground. (sighs) Okay. So now I'm trying to walk my way through these trees, in all this water. And now all I'm thinking about is this is the South and water moccasins, you know, these snakes. <laughs> all I could feel was dun 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 I like, Oh God, don't let me die with the snakes. Oh god, don't let me die with the snakes. So anyway, I finally get to the shore and I pull myself up. There's mud everywhere, I'm sopping wet. So I'm walking back to camp. Now there's two roads. There was the low road and the high road. Okay. So the low road was down there, I'm now up by the high road because that's where the truck had gone. So I'm taking the high road and I'm walking back a little discouraged to say the least because uh, what I just did to Jack's truck. <laughs> you know, the last time I talked to him, every time I would ever talked to him, he'd always, the first thing he'd say, Gunger, you sank my truck. Said, Jack, it was 30 years ago. Anyway. Got to move past those things. Anyway, so I'm walking along. Now, there's a big part of the road now that had up there had been totally washed away. So I'm standing there. I'm at the edge. And then way over here is the rest of the road. Well, I'm not walking down through those trees trying to find the low road. So I got to get over to the other side. So I'm going to take a running start and leap through the air and land on the other side of the road. So I back up, and I'm running, and I leap, and then I was a sudden, splat, you know. I fall short. I just land into this wall of mud, <laughs> oh, man, and climb my way back up to the road, and started walking, and it felt good to be on solid ground at this point and uh, walked back and then I had to explain to Jack (laughs) sorry about your truck anyway the truck eventually sank totally covered with water and man was he mad anyway so that was my uh, experience with mud (laughs) and I, and I I was reading this today and I just thought about it he lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and the mire now for our analogy uh, tonight is uh, we have been lifted out of the mud and the mire and the slime of a life without God. That's what we're celebrating, that we've been pulled out of that nonsense. And, and now um, uh, he has taken us and set us free. Without Jesus in your life, you know, you're controlled by sin, you're controlled by passions, anger, bitterness, all these crazy things that, that motivate people to do very destructive things, bad things, painful things. And we, we come to Christ and we accept him into our life. And wonderfully, he picks us up out of all of that. Now, some people are a lot muddier than other people. Right? Based on, you know, uh, some people, you know, they're slightly muddy. And then there's Joe, you know, just covered in everything. You can imagine. <laughs> Filthy heathen, filthy, filthy, you know. So so we have have varying degrees of all of this. And sometimes people sit back and say, well, you know, well, I'm not as muddy as the other guy. Yeah, but you're, you're still muddy. You know, the Bible says we have all sinned. No one has gotten out of this. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we are covered with the yuck of sin in our lives. And the beauty is, you know, we don't have to compare ourselves to anybody else. We just come to Christ wherever we're at, whether, you know, your worst transgression is just being an irritating little snot or to doing really bad things. Whatever Christ comes, we put our trust in him. He lifts us out of that stuff and he washes us off. Hallelujah. And cleans us up. It's really a remarkable thing. And now he says he set my feet on a rock. And gave me a firm place to stand. I remember how happy I was to feel solid ground <laughs> under my feet after coming out of all that muck. But when we come out of all this nonsense and icky stuff without Jesus in our lives, he puts us on a firm foundation. And we're celebrating that tonight as we baptize you guys. And now you've been pulled out of the mud and now he's put you on this rock. Uh, and it's a rock that will never fail. His name is Jesus. You can always trust in God. He will never let you down. But people will let you down. And, and you need to really separate that out. I, I know of, you know, it doesn't take long to, to be a Christian and stuff. And you always run into people who were Christians for a while. And you say, well, what's the deal? Say, well, you know, so many Christians are just hypocrites. Well, that's them. That's not God, you know. And, and they turn their back on God because of what some idiot Christian had done to them. And it's just a big mistake. There's a lot I think they're hypocrites. I, I remember one guy said, you know what you ought to do is you ought to come to church and make sure you go to heaven just to tick them off. You know, get revenge. But uh, he, he wouldn't have any of it. He's just so bitter and angry. Uh, people will let you down. Sometimes pastors will let you down. And I'm just warning all y'all this, okay? Because people are people. I know we're not supposed to let people down. And by and large, I think most Christians are very thoughtful to help others and to lift them up. But still, if you put your connection and your eyes too much on a person, even a pastor or somebody else, and they will do something that will tick you off. It's inevitable. We all, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I find all kinds of new ways to irritate people. And, uh, and people will get mad. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm driving the car down the road. And I don't know if you've ever, you know, I'm one of these people, I, I go out like into this zone when I'm driving. I think I leave my body. You know, it's like I'm in a coma or something like that. And I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm on autopilot. You ever do this? You go somewhere and you think, what am I doing here? You know, because you're just, because you've driven that way. In auto. So I have frequently wound up on the other side of town and never meant to go there in the first place, just because I'm on autopilot. And then someone gets mad and says, you know, I waved at you, and you didn't wave back at me. You're lucky I didn't run you over, okay? I mean, I, God, I don't remember you waving at me. For all I know, you're flipping me off. I don't know what's going on. Hey! You know, you know. So, you know, people get mad about that, or you, know, you walk past them in the foyer and you didn't shake their hand or whatever. People, you know, some of them, they kind of got chips on their shoulders. You know, they're looking for a reason to get mad at people. But, but sometimes it's more serious than that. Sometimes somebody should really be there for you. And they're not. Uh, and I'm just uh, encouraging you, especially I see so many young faces over there, as, as you serve God, don't let somebody else's failure uh, rob you of your faith. And sometimes Christians have massive failures. I was speaking to someone the other day about a, a big tragedy in their life. And every single pastor and, church member, and it just failed them miserably. And I felt they felt totally abandoned. I mean, it's a heart-wrenching story, really. I mean, and uh, it, the only people that started checking up on them were some people she met in a bar. Right? I mean, that's the connection. And they became the people that pulled them out. I mean, it's a horrible story, and I could preach a whole sermon on why stuff like that should never happen. You know, sometimes we as Christians, we like to help people only if they get help in the version of help that we want. Does make any sense? You know, I'll help you as long as you do it exactly the way I think you should do it, you know. Well, no, man, somebody's in a crisis. You got to help them out, you know? And sometimes it's not pretty, okay? Sometimes cleaning up messes is ugly. Actually, all the time, it's ugly. You see, a lot of these young people, they've never really changed diapers. That would give you a revelation of what it's like <laughs> dealing with people. Because here's this cute little sweet thing. And, and you got it. I remember the first time I had to change a diaper, I was mortified. Ah! Oh! Like, how could that come out of the sweet child? And <laughs> I used to take towels and wrap her <laughs> with face. <laughs> the smell was so horrifying, you know. It's just life. You know, sometimes it's messy. And we got to love people even when things are messy. Just We don't just deal with people when things are exactly the way that we think we should be. Anyway, so I, I just want you to know, as you're stepping out and you're putting your faith I'm sorry to turn my face to the camera, but <laughs> they're all over here. Uh, as, as you do this, you know, remember always, it's Jesus that you can trust. Christ will not let you down. His promises are yes and amen. He will not abandon you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Uh, and it's important to know that because there's times where it feels like he does. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You know, when you get down enough, it just feels like you're all alone. And you, you pray and it's like your prayers, you're know, you gonna <clears throat> fall on the ground. and not going anywhere. Um, but that's just your feelings. Just because you don't feel it Always know that He is a solid rock that you can put your feet into, have a foundation in, and absolutely and totally know that you can trust Him and He'll never let you down. Again, we as Christians need to do a better job of helping in that process, but sometimes we can actually even get in the way. So so He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire, and some of it's awful. Slimy, icky. Set my feet on a rock. Gave me a firm place to stand. Now you got something you can trust. There's no shifting. There's not motion. You can really put your trust in it. And then he says, and he put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise. Many will see and put their trust in him. Uh, Tonight is uh, usually referred to as the first major public uh, expression of your faith. All you guys are getting baptized tonight at different campuses here. This is your public coming out, if you will. You know, I am a Christian. I put my faith and trust in Jesus. And what you want to do is you're going to have this new song in your heart, in your life. Uh, don't, don't hide the song. Sing it loud enough for other people to hear. You want to be able to live the kind of life that people can see who you are. If people don't know you're a Christian, you're not singing loud enough. Okay? And that doesn't mean be obnoxious stick your face in everybody. Hey, you a Christian, I'm a Christian. You know, don't be a jerk. Okay. Because there's people like that. Oh Lord. You know, but live your life out and let people know who you are, what you believe. There'll be times when people will ask, especially young people, you know, hey, why don't you come do this thing? And no, I don't do that. Why not? Just like, well, oh, I, don't, I don't want to. I said, oh man, because I'm a Christian. This is why I don't do what some of the things that you do. Not, not to put you down or anything, but my values are this, that, and the other. At some point, we have to identify. And the more you identify with your values, the easier it is to live by your values. Yeah. See, if you, if you hide it, you know, the push comes to shove, and it's easy to fall away from your value. Then you feel terrible because you didn't live up to the values that you had. And it's not that God hates you or anything. It's just that, you know, you're back in the mud. You're going to pull up again. Uh, so, so live your life out so that people will see. And, uh, and they can put their trust in him. We should live in such a way that people will notice there's something really different about us. And we don't want to just make it about us. You know, gee, you're a fun person. Yeah, it's just me. Well, yeah, there are people like that. There's fun people. I'm a fun people. I know fun people. But at some point, sometimes the great opportunity to share our values is when people say, wow, what's different about you? And you have an opportunity to share. Again, not obnoxiously and stuff like that and say, you know, I know God loves me. And, uh, and Jesus is in my life and, and, and stuff like that. Look for opportunities to share your story so that others will see and hear and they too can put their trust in the Lord. The greatest impact, oftentimes, I, I preach about this on Sunday, and a lot of people say, well, why, why don't they see dramatic and miracles and stuff like that? You know, for some people that, that has some impact on, but a lot of people they see dramatic miracles, and it doesn't do anything. It's like when the Pharisees saw Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. That's pretty impressive. Their takeaway from that is, let's kill him. You know, you know, how do you get there? But one of the most powerful miracles that you'll have that people can see is just your life. You know, the way you interact with people, uh, the way you help people. It doesn't always have to be, gee, I'm not going to do something you want to do. I mean, just being nice to people. Helping people. If you find someone who's really in a tragedy or a difficult time, pray with them. Say, do you mind if I pray? Because you know, everybody's got tragedy. Everybody's got problems. You know? Somebody's got a sick baby or grandma or something like that, and they'll talk about it. So oh, man, do you mind, mind if I pray for them? You know, and pray for them. And ask for God to show up. You know, well, what if he doesn't? Well, that's up to God when he's going to show up. But, you know, step out, pray for people, live out your faith. Let your light shine, Jesus said. You don't, take, don't take your light and stick it under a bushel. So it can't be seen. You want to let people see the light as much as you possibly can. So that's what we're celebrating tonight. Lifting us out of the slimy pit, out of the mud of the mire, putting our feet on a rock to give us a firm place to stand, and then putting a new song in our mouths so that we can praise our God so people will see it and be able to put their trust in Him. So uh, that's what we're going to celebrate.